Did you miss me? Oh my god. <laughs> I think your blast off got cut off. Shoot, blast off again. <laughs> blast off. Welcome to the crux. Is that the new intro? <laughs> it is now. Welcome, survivalists. Welcome, welcome. Welcome, welcome. And I'm Tessa King, your host, who you probably missed, I hope. And joined once again by my fabulous sister. Yeah, I'm fabulous today. I like it. I'm Casey McIntosh. Yeah. Well, you're fabulous. You're fabulous every day. (laughs) Thank you. Today, we will be talking about Amber Conhorst. Amber was on a trip to volunteer in Utah when she took a day hike that derailed her plans. Oh, no. It was in the spring of 2016 when Amber set off on a trip to Utah to volunteer at the Best Friends Animal Society. Amber was 25 at the time, a young nurse in the cardiovascular surgical ICU at the Mayo Clinic. She was from Rochester, Minnesota. Amber had a great love for animals and a great dedication to helping others and was looking forward to her trip. She had planned to stay in the small town of Cane Beds, which is on the border of Northern Arizona. She would stay there for a week while she volunteered in Kanab, Utah. Amber had said, I'd hoped to spend all of my free time exploring the canyons, cliffs, and desert terrain I'd never seen before. She checked into a bed and breakfast on May 20th and took a recommendation for a nearby hike, Rose Cliffs Trail. Amber knew it was considered a simple one, and she just couldn't wait to get out and start exploring. She had barely been in town an hour before she left. Later, Amber would say, I could hear my mother's advice to never hike alone, but I just couldn't wait. Hmm. Probably can see where this is going. Not, not somewhere positive. Is that, what, what time of year did you say this was? This was in early spring, May. Okay. And I looked up this trail on all trails. I found one called the Cliff Rose Trail in Arizona. I'm guessing it's the same thing. And I can see why she would think it was super easy because it's only like two miles round trip. Okay. And not a lot of elevation gain. You're like, sure, I can do this in an afternoon. No big deal. Amber had left the bed and breakfast around 4.30 in the afternoon. She hiked about a mile and gained about 600 feet before stopping to have some water and to take some quick photos. But before she left, she noticed a steep slope above her she couldn't resist checking out the view above. Ugh. Yeah, so... Resist the urge. Resist the urge. <laughs> so she kind of had a scramble up the slope, and it didn't seem like a lot. She was feeling good about how she was feeling athletically. She wasn't used to heights or scrambles. And when she got to the top, she was rewarded with a view of Zion National Park in the distance. Oh, I've always wanted to go there. Me too. Let's take a road trip. Okay. And let's then not get lost. Let's and hike together. <laughs> With a map and maybe GPS. A lot of water. Yes. The view was breathtaking. But her good feelings about the short hike quickly turned into panic when she realized that she couldn't climb down the same way she had climbed up. There was an 800-foot cliff along the edge she had ascended. Where she was at, she could see the end destination, where she had come from, but she could not see a way to get there. So I don't know if you've done any hikes where on the way up it's easy, but when you're coming back down, everything looks like a cliff face until you're right to the edge. 
Yeah, I mean, I definitely think I've done a few things like that. Yeah, your perspective totally changes when you turn around. Yeah. You almost have to face the rock again and go back down facing the, you know, the same direction you were when you were going up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I've been in places where you kind of have to work your way to the edge, and then you're like, oh, there's a way down here. But from far away, it looks like a cliff. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's no, hel- I know what you mean. Yeah, it's helpful when you're on a hike like that, and there are markers or Karens to lead the way. Or if you're with somebody that really knows the route. Where they're going. Yeah, but she was just kind of going for it. So don't do that, guys. Don't do it. <laughs> her first instinct was to pull out her phone to call 911. But surprise, surprise, no service. So she had no choice except to try to carefully maneuver her way back down the mountain. She down-climbed some sections and jumped down smaller drop-offs around, you know, 5 to 10 feet. But around sunset, she fell. Oh, no. Mm -hmm. This always happens. I know. Darn it. It's always in Utah. Amber had tripped and fallen about 100 feet. Oh, gosh. That's a long way down. Especially when it's rocky like this. She landed just on the edge of the 800-foot cliff. (gasps) Yeah. She suffered a major back injury and blacked out. Oh, my gosh. Does she have a backpack on? She does, yeah. I don't know if it made a difference. And this article, the bulk of this comes from an article in Backpacker magazine. And... They had recommended if you have a backpack to put all the heavier stuff near the small of your back. That makes sense. I don't know if that would have made any difference for her and if she did this, but that's a tip for you guys. Amber said, quote, when I woke up an hour later, I felt shattered. A pool of blood surrounded my head like a halo. I lay trapped at the bottom of a smooth walled pit with an empty water bottle. It was getting dark. Oh, no. She couldn't move, but she had packed a whistle with her, so she started blowing the whistle, but there was no one around to hear her. That's a good thing to have. It is a good thing. Yeah. A lot of backpacks have them built in, too, now. Mm -hmm. Amber said, I couldn't lay flat, and every time I moved, I screamed, and with that, I blew my whistle, hoping someone could hear me, but I was in the middle of nowhere. She took stock of her wounds. Amber knew that she must be severely injured, her back probably broken. She figured she must have a concussion, and her ear was torn badly. Amber pulled out her phone again to try 911, but still had no service. She had limited supplies with her. She had two carabiners, a survival bracelet. I'm guessing one of those ones that is wound up broke. Braided. Yeah. Yeah. Trail mix, first aid kit, and of course her whistle. I'm impressed that she had a first aid kit. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Maybe it just lives in her backpack. In the morning, Amber attempted to move from her spot, scooting to the edge of the rock ledge she was on. She peered over, and she saw a larger drop about 30 feet below, so she knew that she couldn't make it too far. She tried whistling again and again and yelling, but still nothing. It was at this point she started writing goodbye notes on her phone, and she took a picture of herself on the ledge. She said, I wrote letters to my parents. I'm sorry. I'm trying to blow my whistle, 
I've fallen. That was going to be my goodbye. Amber knew her situation was serious. She was out of water and exposed to the extreme weather in the desert. Extreme heat in the day and bitter cold nights. It's the worst of both. Mm-hmm. That morning, the employees at the bed and breakfast Amber was staying in noticed that her bed had not been slept in and the rental car was still outside where she left it. The owners contacted the Mojave County Sheriff's Office, who then sent out the search and rescue, which is a good move for the bed and breakfast. One article said that it was a a bed and breakfast, and the other one said it was an Airbnb. So if that's the truth, if it's an Airbnb, that was a good move for the owners, because who would think to do that? Yeah. I'd be like, well, that's weird, but I wouldn't necessarily... Not right away, maybe. Uh-huh. Maybe it would take a little, like, two days or three days where you start thinking, hmm. It's odd that no they one's haven't been, been here. back. So by 7 p.m. that night, Amber could hear a helicopter above. At that point, she had been stranded for 28 hours after her fall. Wow. You know, it just made me think that maybe having some reflective gear in your backpack might be helpful. I mean... There's probably a million things that you could add to your backpack, but I was just thinking if you had something reflective, you're definitely get more their visible. Attention. Yeah. Amber later said, I knew this was my one chance to be rescued. If they found me, I lived. If they didn't find me, I don't know. Amber frantically started blowing the whistle. The helicopter flew over several times without seeing or hearing her. She was making noise and waving her arms. Just when it was starting to get dark, the helicopter passed again and she locked eyes with one of the rescuers. It was difficult for the search and rescue team to get to Amber, but hours later, in the middle of the night, a rescuer rappelled in, gave her some Gatorade, probably for the electrolytes, Mm -hmm. seems to be a common theme in these stories, and harnessed her up. She was taken to the Dixie Regional Medical Center in Utah. The fall had fractured Amber's back in three places. Three. Wow. Could she move her legs? I don't know. She said in the article she was quoted saying that she wasn't able to move. I mean, she kind of crawled to the edge to look down. I mean, she could have been paralyzed. Well, that's what I was wondering. I mean, if she could crawl, she probably wasn't paralyzed. Uh, Yeah. She also crushed her pelvis and broke her nose. (gasps) Yeah. Part of her ear was torn off. Well, she could have bled out when she broke her pelvis, too. Yeah. Probably. I mean, 100 feet is a long fall. That's a long fall. In a rocky fall. area. Luckily, no surgery was needed for her recovery. Amber had 10 weeks of bed rest and then started physical therapy. And then there was an update two years later after the incident from Mayo Clinic, which is where Amber was working. Amber in 2018, had gone back to work as a nurse at the Mayo Clinic. She said being a patient for that long made her a better nurse. And she started volunteering again with organizations involving animals, one called Can Do Canines, which trains service dogs. Oh, cool. And one called Rideability, which is a therapeutic horseback riding for kids. That's awesome. Yeah, so it really didn't dissuade her. One of the articles mentioned that after this incident she couldn't wait to get back and get better because she wanted to go back to this best friends animal society 
but I didn't see anything whether or not she had gotten to have a opportunity to go back to Utah. So she had been out probably like 48 hours or something total. Yeah, maybe not quite two days. Not quite. Yeah, it was 28 hours when she could hear the helicopter, and then it said in the middle of the night when she was rescued. Yeah, I mean, it would have made, like, complete difference had that call never gone out. when it, Or if the call went out, sorry, I'm, like, blah, blah, blahing. Um, <laughs> if, if that person at that Airbnb or the bed and breakfast hadn't called when they did, she could that could have been, that that been, been it. it. Yeah, she had no water in the desert. Yeah. And little food, because she thought she was going to go for a two-mile hike. Like 40 minutes of actual walking, probably. So crazy. So you can see how easy it could have happened. So good job, guys, at the Airbnb. Yeah. So just thinking how easy it could be not to think much of it and move on. Well, also, it's it's one thing to be like, oh, that's weird. And it's another thing to think, oh, I should do something about this involving law enforcement. Exactly. Because you have that little apprehension of like, oh, I don't want to call them if it's not necessary. Mm-hmm. And maybe it was them who gave her the recommendation for the hike. And maybe that is what kind oh. of triggered that thought response. Yeah. Because the article said that she had a recommendation for this easy hike. Gotcha. So maybe that's why. Oh, in any case. So always tell someone where you're going at the very least. Yeah, so she did good in that regard. She told someone where she was going? Oh, well, I guess she, I guess she didn't tell someone. I guess they knew because they They gave her, yeah. They used detective, powers of detective (laughs) reasoning to figure it out. But I mean, if that's all you do, that's better than, I mean, you could fail on so many other levels. And if somebody just knows where to look for you, that's Probably half the battle. Yeah, look at Aaron Ralston. He didn't tell anybody where he was going. Yeah. And he lost his arm. That's what happens to you. When you <laughs> no, just using that sounds really We don't weird. mean it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the story. It's a short one, but I'm glad it ended well. I'm definitely glad it ended well, Tessa. Yeah, the other thing is backpacker.com always tries to tell you what you could do differently, but they didn't really have one for accidentally falling off of a cliff <laughs> besides pack your backpack nicely so yeah when you've fallen off the cliff you're it's a little too late yeah exactly there's not really going back from that no i mean have always have enough water guys yeah it's true yeah. baby oh or as they say in tanzania water for life <laughs> i saw it on a statue it's legit water for life okay <laughs> I'll remember that. Yeah. Wisdom. Wisdom. Okay, you guys. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. We love that you listen to our stories. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're awesome. If you want to give us a review, then do. If you don't feel like it, then don't do it. Um, Have a good day and a good week. Stay alive until next week. All right. Bye-bye, guys. Bye-bye.